0: Hello, everyone. It's your friend, Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4pm. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to Caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way also after the show i'm gonna go phantom menace is playing in theaters so i'm gonna take a big group to go to the nearest amc or whatever cineplex and go see my favorite star wars movie i'll say it i'll say it with my full chest my favorite star wars movie in theaters again so hope to see you at both things if you have to pick one just pick my my show please um, I do uh, uh, would I would like to sell out the house if possible anyway um love you I uh, hope to see you soon okay bye bye this podcast is made possible in part by patreon you can go to patreon.com slash Tristan J Miller to support us there
1: Now, our feature presentation.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. I'm Tristan Miller, and joining me today is the hilarious Tim Batt. Hi, how are you? As if I didn't already ask.
1: Hello. I'm good, thank you. We can play it up for the podcast. We've only been chatting for about 40 seconds, so... That's true. (laughs) Happy to be asked again. I'm actually super relieved, because as I was just explaining, my laptop this morning stopped working entirely it's it stopped turning on and uh i was in a bit of a panic but i i took it apart and now it works
0: and you did that all yourself you didn't like go to a geek squad or whatever the no it's New Zealand happened
1: equivalent it's happened once before and i think i know what's triggering it um mm. uh and and so i rang the like the guys who fixed it last time i was like my dudes what are the notes <laughs> What did you do last time? What is the magic spell to make this thing operate again? And the guy was like, I don't know, man. According to what I'm seeing here, they just opened it and then shut it again, and it started working. I was like, (laughs) oh, no. So I disconnected the battery. I reconnected the battery. And now here we are.
0: Perfect. You love to see it, folks. Um, Now, Tim, you do a very fun podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time. Yeah. And the main conceit, even though you're doing this very fun thing, Killianer, big fan, very Thank fun, you. specifically of the video contact, love to see your little faces. Um, but the main conceit is that you watch the same film once a week for a year. Mm-hmm. As this is a podcast about films, has that destroyed your enjoyment of cinema in any way?
1: Yes, it has. <laughs> well, it's get, it's gotten better now because we have... Uh, diverged a little bit over the years from the original conceit we are actually there's a new season coming soon ish which will be a bit of a return to form mm. but with a slight twist on it so you know we watched grown-ups 2 52 weeks in a row to start off with we we gave it the same treatment for sex in the city 2 sex in the city 1 and the interesting thing that happens is you um your brain is constantly craving novel information about a movie that you've already seen, you know, a dozen, two dozen, 40 times. (laughs) And so you start paying really close attention to what's happening uh, behind the main character, whatever the frame is sort of like including, but not putting the spotlight on. So you start paying close attention to background actors, for example. And Guy and I both found that when we would go to movies for a while, it's faded a little bit now, but we like couldn't, pay attention to the main (laughs) person who was in shock because we were just watching all the background action because we'd sort of trained our brains to do that which Mm. is kind of i mean look is it what the filmmaker wanted us to pay attention to no is it a fun way to watch movies (laughs) kind of because not all background actors know what they're doing
0: 100 percent that I mean, I feel like you can get a similar experience to that if you just like go to film school and you're like, oh, they're using this lens or mm-hmm. whatever, and you can't shut off that part of your brain. So, I mean, th- I say that to be like, you're not alone, I guess. <laughs> There's some camaraderie. I've been doing that as well since I was like eight because I'm like, hmm, yes, I understand what Angelina Jolie is doing, but what the hell is that in the background?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, do you remember the first film that you saw in a theater
1: group. so i believe it was um super mario bros
0: <laughs> hell yeah
1: with um oh who was it who who was mario in that bob Hoskins. Um, yeah yeah really weird film that i haven't returned to mm-hmm. knowingly in my adult i don't think i've watched it again and I don't even know how I have that memory, but I'm like pretty sure that was the first. Because I've got, I've, I don't have the best memory in the world, but I am like pretty sure that's the first thing I saw in the cinema. I remember my yeah. two older brothers going to Jurassic Park, but I wasn't allowed to because it was too scary. And you want to know something? Mm. Correct. It was too, I was like <laughs> six. That would have messed me up. Way too scary for me.
0: Have you seen the film since?
1: Uh, too scary i'm afraid too scary yeah you can't
0: you've disavowed seeing jurassic park ever
1: what's scarier than dinosaurs my man (sighs) i'll tell you sarah jessica parker for a year
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair what if sarah jessica parker was a dinosaur in a movie would that be like you you would have to close up shop
1: oh that's fun um like a carosaurus yeah Um, carosaurus rex yeah yeah, I would be into that. That feels like an animated pitch to me. That feels Mm-mm. like a nice sort of um, <laughs> adult swim style content.
0: For oh, sure. For sure. For sure. 100%. Um, so I have some trivia questions, I, I say loosely, uh, that I'd like to go through as well with
1: you. And the first I would one love I to would... answer them.
0: Good. I'm glad. We're so on the same page. We're a good team. Yeah. Um, so the first is, what is movie?
1: Mm. yes correct um movie is like soundy but (laughs) viewish so viewish can be picky but picky is not movie so Mm. picky is viewish without movie movie soundy uh movement Movie. Gotcha.
0: Movie is like soundy, but viewish. Mm, soundy Good. and viewish. Ah. Movie. Copy that. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I think um, you may have some opinions about this one, being from beautiful Achiroa. Uh, Out of the characters from the Lord of the Rings films, mm. who has the best hair.
2: Hmm. The best hair. I mean
1: <clears throat> This um hopefully won't get my citizenship revoked <laughs> or anything, but I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I'm not like a big fantasy guy. But oh, yeah. who is Gandalf's uh like enemy? Not not Sauron. Sauron. But- Biggie Pun? Um,
0: Saruman. Is he the, C- is he the human Lee? guy or is he the eye? He's the human guy. He's played by Christopher Lee.
1: That's what I'm thinking of. I believe yeah. Christopher Lee's dastardly Saruman <laughs> has the best hair. Because it's yeah. like, from memory, it's long and wispy, right? That is it's correct, e- yes. It's everything you want a wizard's hair to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think everyone out, like, you know, all the hobbits effectively have got medieval bowl cuts. Like, it's all very boring. <laughs> Um mm-hmm. not very fashion forward. But those those wizards bring the noise. And I they think do. Saruman's hair is the best.
0: I would agree. It's got this beautiful sort of straight sheer white, you know. Yeah. You can you tell that he,
1: he uses a straightener when he wakes yeah. up. Like he's he's got that thing in a GHD all morning and uh his hair's on point. He knows his products. He's mm. he's crushed it.
0: In a similar vein. Which movie has the most likable villain, do you think?
1: Out of the Lord of the Rings movie or all no, I mean, movies? No, out of all of them.
0: All of, <laughs> if a bit of both. I mean, they could <laughs> be the same answer.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That's such a good question. Um, who's got the most likable villain? Okay. Hmm. Why don't we, for a bit of yeah. fun, relegate this to the worst idea film? Sure. Would that be okay? That is absolutely acceptable. So out of the ring fence movies that we've watched, the worst idea of all time, um, I would say, Oh, excuse me. microphone's cutting out there. There we go. Uh, the, who have we got for villains? It sort of depends if it's like villains to, to guy and myself or to the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Well, I would say, I would argue the villains to guy and yourself are you because you're the ones that are making yourselves do it.
1: I mean, that is true. Um, <laughs> But Carrie Bradshaw is a is a type of a vi- I, I would say Carrie Bradshaw is probably the greatest villain that we've known mm-hmm. in our um cinematic universe. Although, uh and and this is this is bad because I know he's super famous and I think he's in some big movies now. But um, the guy who was in We Are Your Friends and the character's name is Paige. So I'm just gonna look him up. It's gonna be really funny when people hear who he is because I'll be like, what? You- that guy's famous as hell. <laughs> um, do you want to take Bated a guess breath. at who it is? Do you know who it is? Um,
0: I have no idea. I, the We Are Your Friends is that the one with Zac Efron?
1: Yes, it is. Zac Efron, as we Zayscron. call him.
0: I've, uh, I his cannot name say is, I've seen the film.
1: Uh, that's you know what you can go ahead and miss that one. Oh yeah, you um, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to see that. John Bernthal <laughs> ooh, who's Paige Morrell? So, mm. um. He, it, okay, so quick little funny story Guy and I were in the States to do some live shows During the We Are Your Friends season uh, mm-hmm. I think, or we just wrapped it Maybe we were at the end and it was to do the final episode So we had, like, had it up to here With those people from We Are Your Friends And we were like, you know what, let's go see Let's go see a movie that isn't one of the punishment movies we have to. Let's go to, like, a, a just unencumbered, enjoyable, escapist film and we went and saw a movie called The Accountant, which was out at the time. And John Bernthal, unbeknownst to us, is like one of the co-stars of the movie. Perfect. And it felt like the universe laughing at us. But I, I would say, yeah, um, for the two people who have seen it, mm. Paige Morrell, a likable villain, a really likable villain. He's a mm. bad guy and he's ripping people off. He's taking their houses from under them, um, who, who get in dire financial straits on their mortgages. But he's a baller, and there's something about that big dick energy that is just undeniably pretty <laughs> charming.
0: Noted. Um, you recently experienced Shrek for the first time. Hmm. Yes? I did. And I, who would you rather have to go on a date with? Animated Shrek or live-action Shrek from the musical?
1: Oh, my God. Animated Shrek every single time oh yeah musical shrek was very scary to me uh and i sort of tried to describe this phenomenon in the in the podcast um but it was quite difficult and i don't think i was getting it so i'm not sure if that was down to my poor explanation or his lack of understanding but there's something safe about like an animated character there's a kind of it's like reading a book where there's enough lack of detail that your brain fills certain information in. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. And
1: in some ways I almost feel like animated movies and animated series are a tiny bit like that as well, where there's not the full visual information. Like your brain is, is coloring in a little bit on top of what you're seeing there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of Shrek. Animated as sort of a safe creation That I've created a little <laughs> bit in my head But then to be confronted with the A, a full-grown man Yeah Who was like six foot three In prosthetics With a totally green painted face Who's singing at me While I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the first row That was um, entirely confronting And nauseating and scary And I don't want to mm-hmm. date that guy But I I, I I would go um, to the ice cream parlor with animated treats.
0: I think that's also interesting in as much as like, yes, I can completely understand. It's like almost an uncanny Valley situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But not quite, but also Shrek in the musical is far nicer, but in the films he's, you know, an asshole. And so you would willingly date an asshole that you find more attractive is what I'm hearing.
1: Uh, that is true in a very astute point <laughs> however i would i would offer this i think that shrek in the animated series whilst grumpier and a bit more self-centered is at least reliable like mm. you he's he's a bit more solid and predictable and you know what his motivations are whereas in the musical you're like the hell is going on with this guy mm-hmm. he's he's sort of he's He's overly emotional. He's singing all the time. He's got all these <laughs> desires that I didn't know the character had. And they're, they're changing quite a bit, you know, over the course of this two-hour show. Me
2: mm-hmm.
1: no likey. But <laughs> the animated Shrek is a pretty consistent Oscar the Grouch type. And mm. uh, at least you know what you get there.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Consistency is key in any relationship. It forthright. is. right
1: It's important. Um,
0: On the Mike Myers uh, kind of... Mode Why
1: do you think Austin Powers is so sexy What is it about the man It is a combination of Confidence It is like an unearned confidence That's what's so sexy about it
0: <laughs> Is the fact that it's unearned
1: <laughs> Yeah Well You know when you're in When one is in high school And uh, every Everyone's kind of trying to Get laid or a version of that. You know, you mm-hmm. might not be necessarily exactly trying to have sex, but you're you're trying to be attractive. You're trying to be a hot commodity. Um, you're trying to get some sexual capital. And the thing that you learn, I think, when you get older, is that confidence is almost. I would I would sort of say the number one thing. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more attractive than carrying yourself with a, a self assured confidence. And, uh, I mean, that's Austin Powers, baby. He's a fish (laughs) out of water. He got frozen in time. He's been woken up in the 90s and later the 2000s. And yet he carries this bubble of sexual allure with him because he's just so (laughs) self-assured. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. And he's not attractive. He's dressed real crazy. Uh, He's kind of short, I think. Which um, typically is, uh, unfortunately, you know, not um, a traditionally attractive value, mm-hmm. where it wasn't in the 90s. We stand a short king now in 2022, thank God.
0: Yeah, oh, clearly society um, has gotten so much better.
1: We've progressed. We Look at us now, you know. Yeah. Roe v. Wade <laughs> may have been overturned, but we got our short kings, baby. <laughs>
0: One hundred percent. Um, so now comes the time where we begin improvising the film. And I'm gonna hit this little button and get a random word. And the word is have. So that is the prompt. And that's a tricky one, but I think we can do it. So
1: what are our parameters here?
0: It needs to be a movie that makes sense
1: mm-hmm.
0: or is very funny. Those are kind of the two I the way, Where my mind goes right away Is have and have nots mm. So I feel as though if it was some sort of Rags to riches story That could go nice. pretty well Yes and, Or more actually May I change my mind You may A riches to rags story Of yes. some sort of Very rich person I think would be I think would be cathartic could we
1: do you now i i don't know if there's a genre that exists probably not because people would get sued but could you make a a biopic that's about a person without their permission but you change a lot of things and you sort of take the existing real life character because what i'm thinking of is kylie jenner okay yeah is kylie the right one i'm very unfamiliar with the um with the family
0: um i i I don't know who's the youngest one I, I could not Chloe? tell you.
1: Let's Chloe go with Kardashian. Kylie. Let okay. us let us play in the realm of Austin Powers of unearned <laughs> confidence and say Agreed. we are making a flick about um, K- Kylie Jenner, mo- model, entrepreneur, Kylie um, Jenner.
0: Bon vivant.
1: Oh, um, what does that mean?
0: Uh, it's person of uh, joy. Someone who's a person about town.
1: I love it. Yeah, I love it. Let's go Um, with that. How do I say that again? Bon vivant. Bon bon vivant. Yep. Kylie Jenner, 24 Mm -hmm. years old. A multi, multi multi-millionaire. Okay. With with two children. Two The whole thing is, you Mm. know, on the face of it, she has it all Mm. because she's rich. But in actual fact, she does. And then she loses all the material things, Mm -hmm. but then gains it. A, a beautiful understanding uh, out of her lesser resources and what's important, actually important in life. So then she is rich again. So this is a riches to rags to riches story
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: starring someone else playing Kylie Gina. Yes. And that person is
0: Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Correct. <laughs> because there's and nothing the man can't do.
0: There's nothing the man can't do. And presumably won't do based off of his
1: <laughs> well okay
0: he's he's been in some films that he was like yes i needed to buy a new house
1: <laughs> people you need know. houses people need houses time people time.
0: do people do need houses um two people do be needing housing um so all right i like this rags to riches to riches again what's the inciting incident do you think that leads to the first downturn fireworks what did
1: you say i said fireworks it's the fourth of july yes and kylie jenner wants to put on the best possible fireworks display and so goes to an illegal fireworks store uh on the side of the road and and you know basically buys the entire stall of fireworks because she's got so much money this is chump change to her yeah and creates herself this incredible fireworks display however um because she lives i'm assuming in the hollywood hills it mm. goes awry and she sets fire essentially to the hollywood hills um, because of these dodgy fireworks
0: i i really like that and as much as it doesn't just impact her her mm. hubris is so bad that like Maybe even in the background throughout the entire film, they keep talking about a forest fire that's gotten out of hand. And that it's like people even in Louisiana have to like their homes were just built and now they have to go for the opposite reason. And any, that seems like it was in bad taste. But um, in any event, I like that a lot. I think. Do you know how old her kids are in real life? Can we in make the them movie? Adult? Can the, in the movie? Can they be adult children or are they Kids, kids.
1: Um They're adults because yeah. it's it's a little bit metaphorical, and that is telling a story of how the expectations that are placed on small children mm. who are in these uh families that are in the spotlight of means, they have to grow up too fast. And so mm. despite the fact that in the straightforward sort of uh biographical sense of our timeline, her, her children are probably both under five mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, they are portrayed by. Uh, Zendaya. Zendaya is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then the boy child is played by. Um,
0: May I offer a name? Yeah. John ham.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Fully bearded.
1: Zendaya and John Hamm portraying (laughs) Kylie Jenner's two under fives.
0: Two under fives as Kylie Jenner portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson. I'm not sold 100% on Sam Jackson. What do you think? Because it feels Uh, like a bit rude to be taking a role away from a woman.
1: No, I think we need (laughs) to stand behind the decision that we've made. Okay. And we can't let these liberal cucks ruin our artistic vision. (laughs) Of having Samuel L. Jackson play Kylie Jenner, a 24 year old billionaire.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I would argue that any sort of billionaire is no longer any gender or race. They are only money.
1: They're just, mu- that's, the, that's their identity. The, yeah, it's, it's Too money. much money. It's too an much Accumulation money. of wealth. For so sure. So the movie begins. Uh, we wake up in the Jenner household um, with Kylie's husband, Travis Scott. And their two kids, John Hammond's and diet. And by the way, Travis Scott is played by. Travis Scott. Travis Scott portrays himself. He's the only person in this film who is played yeah. by himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wakes up in the bed next to Kylie Gina, aka Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, he decides to make pancakes. And Kylie gets a reminder on her phone that it is the 4th of July and she has. Forgotten to get a fireworks display For her children, John Hamm and Zendaya Which is terrible I mean, this is bad This is a bad situation This is kind of like um, What's that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Where he has to find the toy On Christmas Eve
0: oh, oh, Is it Jingle All the Way?
1: Yeah, nice one I've watched that for the podcast, that should be in my head So it's like Jingle All the Way Where there is sort of a race against time To get this holiday cracking
0: Mm, and mm, so mm.
1: Sam Jackson starts ringing around Walmart. Do you
0: say, did they sell fireworks at Walmart? Um, sometimes it's it's okay. complicated. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea about. Okay. I have no idea about California.
1: Right, so it's a state by state thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Sam Jackson, aka Kylie Jenner, starts ringing around <laughs> big box stores, being like, "Have you any fireworks? No, it's the Fourth of July. We're sold out, of course.
0: Of course, of course."
1: There's a lot of MF's in there because it's Samuel L. Jackson. So he's ad-libbing mm-hmm. a lot of blue language that he is famous for. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. he gets in his Dodge Ram and just starts driving the streets <laughs> of West Hollywood looking for, for any sign of fireworks. Ooh. Can he then find a group of
0: children that have acquired fireworks and steal them from children? To make him even more villainous for his comeuppance later. And then take that back.
1: Yes, or, but would it not make more sense for the children to lead him to where they bought the fireworks from?
0: They bought all of them.
1: They bought all the fireworks. They
0: bought the all the fireworks. Or maybe, I don't want to, yeah, I mean this is a bad yes and. So yeah, they lead to where they got the fireworks the kids lead Kylie Jenner to where the the fireworks go and where they got them. And it's got to be like, a, like some yep. crazy person that's making homemade fireworks, yeah.
1: Wow. Here's the fun bit, and this is okay. going to really shock people um, because mm. it was unannounced by the studio. There was no warning of this because us, the filmmakers, we really wanted this to have an impact for people mm. going and seeing the movie. But the person running the fireworks stall is... Iraq, Hussein Obama <laughs> Who has made a pivot From US President Into producing series For Netflix, that hasn't quite worked out So now he is trying his hand At acting in his first ever Comedic turn On the big screen It's President Obama selling illegal fireworks Hilarious
0: yes. Absolutely hilarious um, First question is Are these The Kylie Jenner says, are these fireworks safe and he goes uh let me be clear (laughs) they are not (laughs) and she says i don't care and then grabs all of them and goes back to her home in the hollywood hills i almost said Mm -hmm. holiday hills like a holiday Well,
1: that's the the name of her house is the Uh, it's yeah it's the holiday hills it resides in the sort of area of the hollywood hills
0: understood yeah i mean Yes, great uh, Great justification, thank you very much And then it just goes badly, I assume And then things get lit on fire
1: It doesn't just go badly, it goes terribly So there's like, you know <laughs> Sam Jackson's freaking out, aka Kylie Jenner Is, is you know mm-hmm. All uh, Flutter, because It's a very stressful situation, it's the 4th of July The sun is setting Everyone else has got their barbecues And their displays ready And so uh, Kylie races around, gets this display up all by herself, AKA uh, Sam Jackson, remember? Mm -hmm. Makes this beautiful kind of outline of, um, it's a very intricate uh, picture of the world made out of fireworks and all the wicks are tied together. So this Mm -hmm. thing is going to look spectacular. And in Kylie Jenner's brain, they're all going to go off at once. So an image of... (laughs) of planet earth and all the planets will be like projected into the sky via fireworks at once. That's not how it goes down though, because when all the wicks are tied together, it creates such a massive amount of heat that instead of the fireworks doing what they're supposed to do, which is shoot their little chambers up into the air, they just kind of turn into like an improvised explosive device and blow up on the ground. (laughs) And so we get this huge, fireball that engulfs the house uh creating an incredibly white hot fire from all the magnesium and other stuff that's in the fireworks and uh baby we got a fire burning now
0: magnificent it's hot it's very hot very good and done completely practically yes
1: we're going to burn down the hollywood hills This is going to be a very expensive movie.
0: But it'll be absolutely worth it because the messaging is so clear that money is the root of all evil. And so us spending the money to give people that lesson clearly, you know, is the right thing to do.
1: I think it's not just morally justifiable, but imperative that we make the movie in this way.
0: (laughs) I agree. So that that tragedy befalls Kylie Jenner, a.k.a. Samuel L. Jackson. And...
1: And unfortunately, it's immediately apparent that Kylie did it because she live streamed the whole thing on her phone. So there's no plausible deniability whatsoever. Like every other moment of her life, this is broadcast to the global audience of, of hundreds of millions of people who are watching her basically write her own um, you know, prison sentence. So
0: does, does she then go to prison?
1: She goes to prison.
0: She goes full, fully to prison.
1: Yeah, I mean, people died in this. This is a comedy <laughs> movie, but like, you know, a lot of people lost their lives in that uh, fireworks explosion fire, and it cost a lot of people their homes and their livelihoods. So now we're in the second act of the movie, which is Kylie Jenner goes to jail, and it's sort of a buddy film, a, a mm-hmm. buddy comedy, because she meets her cellmate. Played by... Played by Melissa McCarthy? Correct. Who was in there... Strangely, also for arson. Um, <laughs> so they've they've both got that going for them.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and so clearly they have to... They bond over it.
1: Yeah, they both love...
0: They both fire. love fire. They love fire. They love playing with it. Um, I think Melissa McCarthy... What did she burn down? By the way, the name mm. of the
1: movie is Playing With Fire. Perfect. And so that's, you know, in the second act, that's when we actually get to hear a character. It's Melissa McCarthy actually says that we love these moments, folks. <laughs> Don't we love these moments where some one of the characters says the name of the film out loud? Love it. She Big. says, it sounds like you were beat Playing With playing.
0: Fire. Ugh. Super. I like that a lot. I think um, Melissa McCarthy should have been like arson for vengeance sake, if that makes sense. Like, um,
1: Yes. That's her backstory. Yeah. She was wronged by her ex husband.
0: Exactly. I think and I think it's gotta be something kind of blase that doesn't, you know, because it's a comedy film, we still, you know
1: Oh yeah, he, he kept leaving the toilet seat up and he he simply oh, would not learn.
0: That is so relatable, and so
1: she burned the house down.
0: I've never heard anyone complain about that before, Tim. Groundbreaking, <laughs> truly. I am
1: am com- a noted comedy genius.
0: <laughs> truly, uh, I like that a lot. And then, do they break out of prison? Because they must surely, because they can't just like it can't. Just, the movie can't. It, I mean, it could be them just being in prison the rest of the time.
1: Yeah, no. This is the really sad thing. They they <laughs> sort of do break out of prison, so they concoct this plan um it's it's a little bit similar to shawshank redemption where Mm -hmm. they're actually both in there for quite a while kylie jenner aka sam jackson is trying to win the trust of the prison guards and inmates for her own protection and the advancement of this escape plan so this is three years in the making three years kylie jenner has been in jail away from her kids john ham and zendaya (laughs) who now are a little bit older (laughs)
0: Should they be played by different actors just so it's clear that they're older?
1: <laughs> it did. Uh, it did occur to me, but I I think that both of those people have the acting chops to pull it off. We oh. can age them up a little bit with mm. makeup.
0: Okay. Okay. I accept. Um, I like that. I think. So now I, another question, alternatively mm. to that, is do we want to do a boyhood situation where we film it over the course of three years? That yes. prison sequence.
1: Yes. Which sadly means Samuel L. Jackson has to live in a prison for three years.
0: You know, he's a man of his craft.
1: He is. He is. Man. He's gone method on this one. Mm-hmm. Um so we have uh for no like I think justifiable reason put one of America's premier black male actors in a jail for three years. Go It's us. unfortunate. Yeah, it's
0: truly unfortunate. It had occurred to me, as I was saying, I was like, damn.
1: And, uh, <sighs> you know, it's a message. It's a message about society, but we don't need to dwell too much on that. And this lighthearted <laughs> comedy about murderous arson. Uh, so the, yep. here's the escape plan. Yes. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson figures out that there is a shift change at 3 a.m. every night and also figures out that on uh, every 29th of February, the security cameras stop working if it's a leap year because they haven't, like, ever Mm. been programmed in to know what a leap year is. So they kind of wig out. Now, luckily, it's the year 2022, baby. It's a leap year, I'm pretty sure. And so that means we've got a February 29th coming up. Hell yeah. Um, because it was the fourth of July in in twenty twenty one. So we okay. it all it all stacks up.
0: Yeah. It, it's all fine.
1: <laughs> there is one chance to pull this off at three in the morning on the morning of the twenty-ninth of February in the leap year two thousand twenty-two. So Kylie Gina, aka Samuel L. Jackson, takes his chance with Melissa McCarthy and they try to uh, scale the fence and Sam Jackson, AKA Kylie Jenner, makes it. Melissa, the prison inmate, does not. She's viciously killed by dogs. I was
0: going to say by attack dogs, eh?
1: Yeah. Ugh, it's terrible. by dogs.
0: Uh Now we're into Act 3. We are into Act 3. And this is where Kylie has to go to her children and apologize.
1: I assume. And try and yes. make good. Yes.
0: And so I would... Ab- how about And they've this? lost
1: everything. So their original life is they were living in this beautiful palatial home, mm-hmm. uh, private school, help, uh, mm-hmm. uh, gardeners, butlers, all of this. Yes. They've been reduced I... to nothing because of the, all the lawsuits, taking all the wealth to try and rebuild these houses and make people whole again.
0: It's so sad.
1: But Jimmy Carter's
0: there and he's helping build those houses. God bless him.
1: He's the one doing it. And it is slow because the man is old, but he's doing his best. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'll say this as well. I think there should be a moment where Kylie Jenner, a.k.a. Samuel L. Jackson shows up and her family does not want anything to do with her. They're clearly upset. So what Kylie Jenner, a.k.a. Samuel L. Jackson does is respond to a notice about them needing a nanny
1: yes yes and she Love misses it.
0: doubt fired herself but in reverse where she's doing drag as a man so we have sam yes. jackson pretending to be a woman pretending to be a man
1: yeah absolutely and the reason they need a nanny is because travis scott is sort of in a like a bob dylan situation where he's in so much financial trouble he's on the road touring yeah like 24 he can't even see his kids it's bit, it's quite sad it's, quite, it's sad. quite sad Yeah
0: um,
1: Yeah the and I, Mrs Doubtfire <laughs> Third act of this film <laughs> It's where a lot of the laughs are We've had <laughs> two former presidents so far <laughs> We've had a lot of death We've had prison We've had fires um, But now it's time for a, a, a bit of light-hearted fun As mm-hmm. we get to know the new nanny Who is calling Now sorry his self His self yeah uh monsieur what was the thing you said at the top um bon vivant bon vivant
0: Ugh. and sam jackson is doing a wonderful french accent the whole time
1: absolutely
0: and he's like zut to motherfucking law <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, and I think that's how they realize that it's um, Kylie in disguise is he like stumps his toe and he goes, motherfucker. And they're like, yes. Mom?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kylie Jenner's famous line. Motherfucker. <laughs> and, and by that stage, they've been under the wardship of Monsieur Bon Vivant for the last <laughs> four months and have absolutely fallen in love with this nanny. Yeah. And so then, to discover the very complicated situation that it is their biological mom that has been in prison for the last three years, and they weren't ready to forgive, It has opened up the chance of communication, mm-hmm. and it has displayed how much Kylie Jenner cares about her children, Zendaya and John Hamm. I can't remind people enough that that is the family we're working with. Here.
0: <laughs> oh. Yep. What do we
1: close on, Tristan? What's the final scene of this, of this movie to kind of put a bit of a bow on it?
0: I think the final scene is them all driving down to the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, California. That's being newly rebuilt because of the fire for a fireworks show. <laughs> and the lesson is go to free public events And commune with your community. That's why it's Mm. called that. Yes. And not hoard all the fireworks for yourself. Otherwise, you're going to blow it up.
1: That's a beautiful message.
0: I think so as well. I think it's absolutely worth burning down most of America for in, Mm. you know, over the course. I think the cast is undeniable. I think Sam Jackson may receive an Academy Award nomination for the complex character that he's portraying. Specifically in the third act.
1: You want to know who's going to score it? Ooh. Hans Zimmer.
0: Ooh, I love that. I love uh, an ambient woodwind.
1: Yes, yeah. I love He's done woodwind. comedies.
0: He does. Yeah, he has. You know, Road to El Dorado.
1: Really? Yeah. It's Hans f- Zimmer did Road to El Dorado.
0: Yeah, Zimmer did, and Zimmer and Elton John did Road to El Dorado, and it was it was uh, promoted as the team that gave you the music from The Lion King.
1: That is like a you, lot of steps to walk through.
0: Yeah, it is. And I was like, okay, okay I, guess, I guess so. Um, I like that. Do we? Do you have a specific director in mind? Someone's David styled. Fincher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, it
1: makes sense, doesn't it? When you've got all of these elements together.
0: Yeah. Uh, right? It, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just was not expecting such a dramatic auteur for this for this arson comedy we've made.
1: He, arson We have created a genre. He's branching out much like mm. Barack Hussein Obama.
0: Oh, can we get a third former former president? Do you think?
1: Uh yeah, I hope it's not the one you're thinking of, who has been in movies before. Oh
0: no 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 no! I had that thought. It was like mm, no. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like if a uh, Clinton was doing the opening remarks at the fireworks show.
1: Mm, who else is? St- we got anyone else? Did who anyone else, else is alive? alive? Maybe um, not.
0: George Bush Senior. Did he die?
2: I? Did he
0: die? Did he? Is he? Is he? Al- is he here? I don't know. <laughs> couldn't
1: tell you um george hw bush died on the 30th of november 2018 oh, so tasty. sadly unless we resurrect his corpse he will not be joining us for playing with fire
0: what about we get cgi lincoln
1: oh wait a minute wait a minute sorry did you say george w- what about george w jr
0: Oh yeah, we could. I mean get George Jr. W. There. Bush. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We could get He's
1: he's kicking around. He's oh, paling yeah. around with Alan. Alan DeGeneres has funded this film, so maybe that was one of the stipulations <laughs> is that her buddy
0: GW
1: GWB has got to be in the flick somewhere.
0: Now you all know I like painting, but now we're gonna paint in the sky with fireworks. Go
1: that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And now this is a movie for everyone. Yep. Conservatives liberals democrats republicans there's a president for y'all everybody in this flick
0: 100 hawks
1: doves you know jimmy carter's in this in this movie he's got to be one of the most anti-war presidents uh has been in the last little while
0: i agree he's got to be so i love our movie playing with fire and you want to do a quick lightning round
1: yes i would love to
0: okay so the rephr- the page refreshed itself, so we have coffee is the prompt. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first?
1: I would like you to go first
0: okay, so coffee is about a is about a guy who has something caught in his throat after going to a coffee shop and he got he has a particle stuck in his throat that is much like osmosis Jones. A sentient being that slowly takes over his body and causes him to commit embezzlement as his Fortune Five Hundred company. Wow, yeah, we got there, and it's called coffee, but with a C A U G H Y.
1: That's that's really neat. Thank you. I like that, and very in the zeitgeist of this post COVID world, or mm-hmm. currently COVID world.
0: Yes, forever, <laughs> post pre and infinitum what is your coffee film tim
1: my coffee film centers around a mysterious figure known only as coffee guy who frequents cafes around the city of new york and solves crimes no one quite knows who he is but he keeps popping up on security camera footage um, in the wake of uh crimes and the new york city police department starts piecing together that this guy appears to be um, everywhere where there's pretty serious shit going down. So they start a manhunt for him because they start tying together that he is responsible for um, all of these heinous acts of violence that are happening. Unbeknownst to them, he is a vigilante. He is more of a Batman figure uh, than than a Joker. So now it's a race against the clock. Can uh, Coffee Guy get the evidence required to put the real man behind bars a la the fugitive, and yes, the real culprit is a one-armed man. <laughs> or will he run out of time before he can catch the perpetrator red-handed and bring the evidence to police and himself be too far implicated and thrown in jail in some sort of political act of expedience by the police department who are trying to bring safety upon the people of NYC. Mm. The ending will shock you coffee
0: God. Um, i like it a lot i will say there's one problem with it and that's famously new york police are phenomenal at their job
1: that's like, true like there's no
0: one better like how could they possibly have their wool Pouring over their eyes you're right it's too much
1: the, who who could suspend disbelief <laughs> that the new york new york's finest uh, couldn't solve a crime
0: <laughs> um, the next word i have is pottery Pottery? Um, I would say this is about... I mean, okay, Pottery is about someone who works at a potter, pottery barn, which is a store we have here in the States. It's like a knickknack shop and like a craft store. So it's about someone that works there. They're up for the big promotion. They're really nervous about it. They don't get it because a new person who's just been hired about mm, two weeks prior to the events of the film gets it instead because they're secretly sleeping with the boss and they have to prove that there's... um. Uh, what is it? A conflict of interest there But in doing so They fall in love with the person that got the promotion And now it's like a Romantic a Triangle I suppose
1: Yes Yes
0: <laughs> what, what I like you? that there's
1: embezzlement In this movie about um That pottery but it's just not yeah. two things That I would like tie together you know Mm. Well, i like that i like that thank you uh so pottery is a sequel to ghost but it's a it's an adult film and it's essentially <laughs> just the scene where um the 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 ghost is mm-hmm. over demi moore
0: can't say i cannot tell you the person's name in that scene it's patrick swayze's the ghost right
1: yeah yeah I know Whippy Goldberg is in it, but I'm pretty sure Demi Moore is the, is the sort of um, the central character love interest. And she yes. is on the pottery wheel. And this is a, it gets incredibly pornographic. And that is the whole, that's the whole flick. Perfect. That it's a sequel to a movie. The original was a sort of a a dramatic, a romantic dramatic. You wouldn't call it a horror, but I mean, there is a freaking ghost in it. It's called there Ghost. There is.
0: A paranormal romance. Thank
1: you. Perfect. Yeah. First movie is a paranormal romance. Second movie, paranormal porno. <sighs> Pottery. Amazing. would we have see it.
0: Amazing. Um, we have not N, sorry, K-N-O-T.
2: Mm.
0: I would say this is about a family of Italian immigrants who work in New York City at their own pizza place. And times are hard, and they're struggling and what saves them is they unlock they know they uncover an old nana's recipe for garlic knots yes. you see, and they're imbued with italian ancient Italian magic, and the it goes off gangbusters and everyone
1: ancient italian magic
0: <laughs> yes, ancient Italian magic
1: uh-huh
0: what's up a abracadabra and every it goes off gangbusters everyone loves these garlic knots but the problem is it starts turning everyone italian
1: whoa and then can't have that it
0: cannot have that um so everyone slowly starts turning italian and then they have to figure out how to stop it
1: what i i Okay, because obviously we can't have the whole world being Italian. It simply wouldn't work.
0: Well, I mean, I think it would. It would be fine long term, but I feel like people would be upset that their identities were taken away.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Sort of a homogenous uh, mm-hmm. version of of the human race. Okay. Um. So what is it called? Not. It's called not, Yeah. My version of not is about a massage therapist for elite sports people. <laughs> yeah athletes some refer to them as <laughs> and it is a beautiful coming of age story of discovery about a physical therapist who is uh, 38 years old who's who just uh, broken up with his husband and is trying to work through the pain throwing himself into his work and falls in love with the quarterback from the uh, LA. I thought it would come. Do you know? Can you name any? At,
0: the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Does that help?
1: I'm keeping it in LA, baby. I Rams. I can I cannot tell you. I'm sorry. I'm going to sure. go with the LA Rams. Perfect. The quarterback from the LA Rams. The quarterback from the LA Rams is um. So the the massage therapist, by the way, is is played by Timothy Chalamet. And uh the quarterback is played by John Cena. And John Cena in this movie has um, you know, a beautiful wife, three children, uh, but he falls in love with massage therapist as well. It's very um complicated, adult romantic drama, um, exploring the decisions we all have to make about pursuing our own happiness or protecting the happiness of our families. Um, and John Cena's character's exploration of his own identity and sexuality at, a, at an older age than you might expect. He has mm-hmm. to um, confront the fact that he has fallen in love with a man for the first time, and all of the beautiful complications that involves, particularly when you are a quarterback to the Los Angeles Rams.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. Do you ha- want to do one more? Yeah. Okay, so we have Clique. Clique. Clique, which Clique. is, of course, the French version of the Adam Sandler film. <laughs> I was going exactly that. Yeah. yeah, so I, I feel like I jumped on that grenade for both of us, so now we can both come up with an actual...
1: <laughs> Clique, no. to me, is about a little French robot.
0: Oh, yes. What does the robot do?
1: <laughs> the robot has the job of making children happy. Hmm. It's like short circuit. So these things come off the assembly line, and they've got a new computer chip in them, which is quite experimental, and it accelerates the AI functions um, of the robot so that it can kind of like it's like a Furby on steroids. It seems like it's learning, and it kind of learns how to talk to your kids and play with them nicely and stuff. But one of them uh, is uh, accidentally wired incorrectly, and, and forms a consciousness. Ooh. And that one's name is Johnny six and um, Johnny six <laughs> then goes on a adventure across the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, it is pursued by the NSA. We're trying to destroy it because they think it's dangerous. And Johnny six is trying to prove that he is sentient and mm. cool, a cool guy.
0: <laughs> and just a cool dude. yeah. Um, I like that a lot. I have never seen Short Circuit, but I assume it's fun. Um, I think Clique is a French drama about a family whose the mother has died in a car crash because she did not clique her belt. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's, in fact, very bad, and... So it's about this now single father dealing with the death of his wife and the mother of his child played by Zendaya. And the father is, of course, played by John Reno, not John Hamm, but John Hamm is involved.
1: Um, okay, okay
0: yeah jean, he's dp uh, yeah he exactly yeah he's like just one of the producers yeah yeah but yeah jean renault and zendaya have to navigate this new world with uh out there mom slash wife and it's heartbreaking <laughs> great note to end the comedy podcast on
1: <laughs> yeah and dang what a title for a movie of that subject matter
0: cleek, <laughs> cleek. should
1: have made it clique.
0: Yep, exactly horrible absolutely terrible and in i would say bad taste
1: yeah um, i would i would agree with that but mm-hmm. you know what this is the art of filmmaking baby we're mm-hmm. exploring dark territory uh we are plumbing the depths of our creativity and sometimes it gets kind of dark
0: yes now is there anything that you would like the listeners to know that you have coming up about you Blah 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 where to find you
1: i would love if if people have enjoyed this conversation, uh to check out my main podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time, which I've now been doing with my friend Guy Montgomery, New Zealand comedian, for uh eight years. Oh my gosh, congrats. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know if congrats is I don't know if it's to be congratulated, hmm. it's almost to be commiserated yeah. way.
0: How about this? Wow. You really did yeah, yeah. it. <laughs>
1: That was the perfect face and tone Yes, that's correct Um, But look, as we mentioned at the top Guy and I watched the same movie over and over again We've diverged into some other territory when we've got bored Uh, We went to the Cats film that came out a couple years ago Every day for a week with some comedian friends Um, We currently are engaged in a project called Killineer where we are trying to um, plot how to get one of the world's billionaires to a trillion dollars and then murder them so we can distribute <laughs> their funds to humanity at large. And uh, we've got a new season coming up soon, which is going to be really fun.
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I have nothing else to say except for thank you very much, Tim, for your, your time and your ideas.
1: It's been a real pleasure, and so what's this what's the copyright situation on these ideas are that like
0: first one to stab the other person gets to keep
1: them wow my and question you, was more about if listeners steal one of these what would happen but okay so you, you interpret oh, that as oh. more of a yeah, i assume you situation. wanted
0: to fight me for the rights to make the film <laughs>
1: To, to make uh, Playing With Fire? Yeah, to make Playing With Fire. I a... do, actually. That one sounds like it'd be a box office smash. Yeah, I think so as well.
0: As far as the copy, I mean, you can say now, These, this is my intellectual property. I don't know if it'll hold up in court, but...
1: Damn it, you already said it. You already said those exact words. Oh, Pick no, no. I'll,
0: I'll I'll bleep out mine, and then now you can say.
1: I own the intellectual property <laughs> associated with the film playing with fire, starring Samuel L. Jackson, John Hamm, Zendaya, Jimmy Carter, President Clinton, President George W. Bush, and Trevor Scott, and Barack Hussein Obama as well. And Barack Hussein Obama.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: What started as a as a a stupid anachronistic joke at bill o'reilly's expense i feel now has just come across terribly which is why I, I keep saying Hussein. people might not remember that but bill o'reilly made a real point of reminding you what the h stood for
0: oh yeah no 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 i think that's clear i think um specifically at least in my parlance the griffin mcelroy's use of it over and over again has cemented it as like a bit to bring up okay, his middle good. name. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean he he shares the same middle name as Jesus, so, you know, Jesus Hussein Christ, you know. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the H stands for. Anyway, again, thank you very much for doing this, Tim. I appreciate your time, ideas, and positive attitude. Take care
1: everybody. <laughs> Stay safe and make it clean.